Hey guys, um, I I hate to start hey. out on such a uh, hey. <laughs> well, that's that's the that's the good old FaceTime lag for you. <laughs> I I hate to start out on such a somber note, but um, we did get news as of the week we are recording this that Bill and Melinda Gates are getting divorced. And it, it really sucks because like I just got my chip activated a couple weeks ago, and so it's like I was I was I was holding out hope that they were gonna you know see this through to the end, and like I was gonna be able to praise my my overlords together. My my shoulders started vibrating with anticipation. Like I I felt a wave of sadness come over me because my chip was feeling the the strain of right because of, my of, chip mandated that I that I feel yeah. sad. My chip was feeling the strain of marital struggle, and so I was just like, I, I, just, I just, I don't understand. It's like, like Yoda feeling Order sixty six, all the Jedi <laughs> dying around. It was like I heard a thousand screams at once, and then silence. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. This Windows ten update really just rocked them hard. Just rocked my yeah. world, baby. I just need to know where to send my cover letter for the new um, Bachelor season starring. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I I feel bad for Bill because Melinda was a catch and, you know, <laughs> he he's getting up there in age. And so I want to take it upon ourselves to play matchmaker for Bill Gates. So, you guys, who do you want to hook bill gates up with oh i want to i want this man to have some bonkers rebounds mackenzie scott who mackenzie scott jeff bezos's ex-wife <gasps> <laughs> oh a little bit of like drama in the billionaire community Mm-mm. okay he's gonna get some looks at the the country club next weekend <laughs> he's gonna get some looks at the town square when we bring out the guillotine during the class war <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna get some side eye from the proletariat. <laughs> it's um maybe maybe that's what we'll do instead. We'll round them all up and hold our own like proletariat dating show for <laughs> for Billy. <laughs> um okay, so Mackenzie Scott, Brady, what about you? Oh, Miley Cyrus. I want this oh man to go God. nuts. Okay, okay. I want this man to feel end. whatever <laughs> whatever he lost. When he was developing Microsoft in his twenties, I uh-huh. want him to. I just wanted to explore to have a little so bit of fun. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong when I say this. You want Bill Gates to treat Miley Cyrus as if she were a convertible, and this is his midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes like buck wild. Like you're in the club, like after all this stuff is over, and you just look over. Bill Miley Cyrus? Is and that he, Bill Gates? He is on a, an unbelievable amount of Molly. Yes. He's on Mike and Molly. Like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Mike and Molly and Miley. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny because people did used to... I forget what song it was, but they, they called cocaine... Uh, Miley Cyrus because it, they called it the white girl. <laughs> and um, you know what? It still tracks. It still being tracks. Completely honest. <laughs> you know what? I I am going to say that I think Bill Gates should be with drumroll please. Madonna. Okay. Oh, power couple. You want him to be happy. You're Here, going with a safe bet. Well, I okay. Like here's the thing. Madonna, queen of pop, uh, for a while now, 
Uh, I say that not because I think I legitimately think that Madonna is the queen of pop, but it's because she is the oldest woman in pop music right now. So it's <laughs> like, she is kind of the she is kind of the Queen Elizabeth II of pop, and I want her right. I want her to have a Prince Philip. There's there's not a lot in that in that like dating age in the pop circle right, right. now. It's like yeah. That's fair. It's like I want her to be I want both of them to be happy because it's like they're both, I think, in their 60s. Um, and as we all know, as you know, 20 something year old uh, young adults, people in their 60s are absolutely ancient. And so crusty <laughs> 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 relics of a dying world. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they don't have that much time left. And so. I think in their in their last couple of years, I think they just need to go ahead and get together and um, make the uh, the the Madonna Xbox series called the Madam Xbox. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> and live out their days happily um, and healthily for a few years until the reckoning. In which case, <laughs> I'll see you soon, Bill Gates. <laughs> I'm coming with salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome to our welcome to our country club. This is Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie, and we drink fine wine, and we talk about all things classy and fancy. <laughs> Derek's giving a swirl of his liquid death. Here's the okay. Here's the thing. I did want to bring this up. Friend, I know a lot of our friends listen to this podcast. Brady, do not cut this out. I need you to go onto Liquid Death's Instagram, hop in their DMs, and tell them to sponsor the pod. <laughs> I, I will make I'll make a personal appeal right now. Liquid Death, I drink your drink, your water product, on the pod. I think at this point, Derek's just buying it at the store, not because he likes it, just because he wants to be sponsored. Yes, and it's like it, it has become a part of my like grocery list. It's like okay, get three cans of liquid of Liquid Death. <laughs> And don't drink them until you have to go on the pod. Anyways. One to keep me hydrated, one for humor, and one to piss off Brady. Yeah. <laughs> I opened it before we started. <laughs> Get off your high horse, Brady. I'm going to edit in like 16 pods like, <laughs> at, at the very end. <laughs> just at random intervals. I'll just be like mid-conversation. <laughs> Do we introduce ourselves yet? <laughs> no, uh, this is a podcast for movie lovers. I'm Brady. I'm Derek. I'm Colton. <laughs> hey, my name's Tyler. And today, boys, Six Sense. We're doing Six Sense. That's the movie we're doing today. I I truly wondered how long it was going to take before we tackled this movie. I, yeah, I I feel like when we started this podcast, there was kind of like a a list we all had in our heads of like easy money, you know, like easy right. easy putts. I feel like this was one. <laughs> yeah, because it's like we started this podcast back in. 2018. I can't, ye olden uh, days. No. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was 2018. I've gotten a couple extra wrinkles since then. Yeah. I've I'll let <laughs> you guess where they are. Oh no. <laughs> They're on my face. <laughs> They're under mine's my eyes. Mine's on my mine's on my butt. Uh, <laughs> uh we started this podcast with the idea that we were gonna do movies that we hadn't seen before, and boy have we deviated from that. <laughs> and boy have we seen a lot of movies. That's yeah, between we, the three we, of us. <laughs> Uh, but I can say that this is one of friends of mine would probably disagree with this next statement. Uh, one of the few movies I have not seen. Yeah, this is this is for sure on the like IMDb top 250 that I haven't hit yet and don't really know if I plan to. But, you know, I'll get bored enough one afternoon. This is a this is a very deep dive that I don't even know if you guys know this about me. 
I are you about to <laughs> bear your soul on this? No, podcast my right only. Oh my God, are, we, are we getting hashtag Volney on the pod? <laughs> no, my only like. Hey, I want you to know this is a safe space, Colton. <laughs> I'm proud of you, no matter what. This honestly, I think I'm about to get roasted, so I don't, I don't know. Ooh, my only, okay, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. My only exposure to this movie was that I used to take professional acting classes when I was like in eighth grade and a freshman in high school, and we did scenes from this movie like. I don't, I don't like, I think if I saw it now, I would have like a sense memory of like being in that a like, sense memory. Oh my God. <laughs> there has to be a home video somewhere. Yeah. Um, do you have like, do you have a self tape anywhere? I don't think so. No, we wouldn't have been. You're a filthy liar. I'm texting your mom right now. <laughs> Colton, I've known you now for what? Like five or six years. I'm how, Facebook how messaging this... your mom right now. How is this just? How has this just come up? It, I only did it for a little while, and it just got like, uh, funny enough, band got in the way. Like I don't think I had time. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> don't you dare to talk to Janet. <laughs> I, I mean, one of us is gonna talk to Janet. So until the tapes come out, we will sit here <gasps> release like, release the heart tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Release the Colton cut. Yes. Oh man. Uh, anyway, okay. I I guess we none of us have seen the Sixth Sense except Colton. You've just seen bits and pieces of it, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, Col- yeah. Colton's seen it through uh, experience. Right. <laughs> osmosis. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all know how this movie ends, right? Right. Yeah. Well, so we're about I, to we're about to read it, so <laughs> we're, we're gonna know pretty true. soon. That's now a segue uh, into the last scene. So we're going to start with the last scene. So we're going to start with the last scene and work our way back. Um, if you don't know how this podcast works, first of all, where have you been? We missed you. We missed you. I've longed for you. I have died every day <laughs> waiting for That's a little throwback to our Twilight audience. The way this podcast works is we are not legally allowed to play movie audio on this podcast. So instead what we do is we convert everything into screenplay format and then Colton narrates for us, and Derek and I are going to play a couple different characters. It's going to be real fun. We're going to have a good time. We're also going to get to stretch our eighth grade acting muscles. I'm so excited. (laughs) It feels Uh, like I haven't acted since eighth grade, but truly it has been a couple years. So (laughs) Sometimes when I look at both of y'all, y'all make me want to act up. So, I mean... And you're acting like a sussy baka. <laughs> well, I guess with that, Colton, oh. why don't you take me away? God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Take me away. Take me away. An Edison bulb coughs alive, illuminating the dull basement in a soft orange glow. Anna Crow makes her way down the stairs and over to a small wine rack where she carefully selects a bottle. She smiles as she reads over the label, when suddenly, she stops. Her face deepens into a frown. The room has suddenly become extremely cold. Her breath has become visible, and she begins to shiver. Anna grabs the bottle of wine and hurries nervously back up the stairs. She enters the living room, where Malcolm Crow empties his wine glass, tracing his fingers over a large frame. It's getting cold. That is one fine frame. Anna hands him the wine bottle. One fine frame that is. How much do you? How much does a fine frame like that cost? Do you think? You sound a little bit like Doctor Seuss when you're drunk. I know. I'm serious. Serious, I am. <laughs> 
I'd say it costs at least a couple hundred. I'm going to read it for you. Do I really sound like Dr. Seuss? Anna reads from the certificate mounted in the massive frame. In recognition of his outstanding achievement in the field of child psychology, his dedication to his work, and continuing efforts to improve the quality of life... Malcolm blows bubbles in his wine glass. (laughs) (laughs) Will you concentrate? And continuing efforts to improve the quality of life for countless children and their families, the city of Philadelphia proudly bestows upon its son, Dr. Malcolm Crow, that's you, the mayor's citation for professional excellence. They called you their son. Wow. We should hang it in the bathroom. This is an important night for us. Finally, someone is recognizing the sacrifices you've made, that you've put everything second, including me, for those families that they're talking about. They're also saying that my husband has a gift. You have a gift that teaches children how to be strong in situations where most adults would piss themselves. I believe what they wrote is real. Thank you. He leans in and kisses Anna. (laughs) I would like some wine in a glass. Anna laughs. I I would not like it in a mug. I would not like it in a jug. This podcast is going to get canceled. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to say, in this day, in this day and age, when someone says you sound like Doctor Seuss when you're drunk, they've said a slur. <laughs> so, this is a very plain scene, mm-hmm. which I think gives us a lot of room to kind of play around with the genre a little bit. As you can tell, I'm stalling. Mm-hmm. Well, if uh, there's if there's anything we've learned, it's that we can retcon anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is kind and, of where we take the clay and we just sort of figure out where we're going to go with this thing. Yeah, it's like I am I am molding the clay. Patrick Swayze is behind me helping me mold the clay. And I say, Bruce, oh, my God, a ghost. And then I throw the clay at him. <laughs> I say, Patrick Swayze, how'd you get in my house? <laughs> what if Dr. Malcolm has discovered a... Sixth sense. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. <laughs> in like that children experience, but that like adults lose like side of. But like you're you're right though. Like, what if in his work with children, he discovered like the ability, like how to unlock an ability within other people? You know what I mean? This is the prequel to Limitless. <laughs> <laughs> right. He he teaches kids how to unlock. 100% of their brain, and then they're good at stocks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this is, so, this is so typical. Stir the plot fair. What if this is like an urban fantasy movie? Okay. So, okay, 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 okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let, let my fantasy flag fly real quick. So, uh, modern-day Philadelphia, but it's fantasy. There exists, like, an all-powerful entity known as the Sixth Sense. Oh. So, mm. from, uh, from this all-powerful entity comes, uh, like, magic and uh, abilities and powers and stuff like that. But only... Right. Uh, they're only gifted to certain individuals that have the oh, Sixth Sense. Oh, gotcha. Do you think Malcolm is like he works with these kids who 
who have these like latent abilities, like as they start developing right. their powers, they call in Malcolm to come work with. Yeah. Work with them. So oh, what if it's like, what if the powers are like emotion based? And so like <laughs> when they're children, yes. they don't like, they can't control their emotions super well. So he's like brought on to like help them. Yes. Learn how to control. The junior high years are brutal, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Little Timmy just nuked, uh, uh, right, <laughs> nuked right, the playground. Right. Yeah, his like real world cover profession is a child psychiatrist or a child psychologist. Okay, gotcha. It's a front. It's a front. Yeah. The only reason that Malcolm can continue his practice is because he is using the sixth sense to lock children's abilities away. Well, and when you give a junior high kid the power to, to level a city, every time they lose it yeah. Fortnite, it's gonna be a disaster. Yeah. So Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be Well the, like what it's if it's like people with this power are like blacklisted almost and so it's almost like what if it's like an I am legend scenario? If there's if they like test test positive for six cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to they have to quarantine for two weeks. They have to quarantine for two weeks. And, and so he just like shuts it off for them to keep them safe so that they're not like executed oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh mistreated. Because or the power is so destructive, the government has basically mandated like if if we catch your kid with this power, we're gonna have to execute them in the street. <laughs> So it's like a black, it's like a black market, like sixth sense psychiatrist. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so the whenever they're reading this award that he's been given, basically, uh, it's like it talks about like the city of Philadelphia. It's not actually like the city of Philadelphia. It's right. like because they say like you know uh, it bestows our son. It, it's a lot of the parents that he's helped kind of save their right. code. Yeah. Right. Maybe yeah, the yeah. maybe the first scene is is almost foreshadowing like it's cold because somewhere in the city another kid unlocked his power and he has the ability to like control the weather or control oh, control okay. the temperature of the air. And so it's it's getting cold down in their basement because like another kid is that we are going to learn about later on in the movie has yeah, unlocked yeah, his yeah. ability. And so he's it's like another yeah. one that he has to go go out and save. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah they, Emily Osmond's brother just unlocked the ability. <laughs> uh, yeah, Haley Joel Osmond has now unlocked the ability to uh, create ice. He <laughs> he has become Philadelphia's own Todoroki. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there is only one way we're going to find out where this goes from here, and that's to read the next scene, Colton. Colton. You want to take it away? You want me to take it away right now? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and do me a favor and take it away real quick. Malcolm lies in a bed, clutching his stomach, where a gunshot wound bleeds profusely. Anna screams and runs to his side. No, no, no. Turn over. Let me see. It doesn't even hurt. Anna pulls back his hand to reveal the bullet hole. Oh, God. We cut to an empty hallway. Malcolm stands against the wall, gently placing a hand to his side. He looks down at where the bullet wound should be. Back in the bedroom, Malcolm fights back the pain. Anna turns him over to get a better look. Blood is pooling under him. In the hallway, Malcolm turns around. The back of his shirt is damp with fresh blood. I'm fine. I, I think it just went in and out. I think. Malcolm lets out a final breath. Once more in the hallway, Malcolm looks toward the living room. Anna is sleeping. It's freezing inside. 
and her breath is visible. I think I can go now. He sits on the couch next to her. I just needed to do a couple things. I just needed to help someone. I think I did. And I needed to tell you something. You are never a second. Ever. I love you. You sleep now. Everything will be different in the morning. Anna smiles in her sleep. Good night, Malcolm. Good night, sweetheart. Malcolm closes his eyes. Fade to white. I guess I didn't know the ending of this movie. Oh, for real? I, I guess that was the, the plot twist of this movie is what yes. I was. Yeah, yeah. The Shyamalanian plot twist uh, is that they call an ambulance for him and he gets billed with a $48,000 bill the next morning and <laughs> dies poor. And everything will be better in the morning. Everything will be better in the morning. <laughs> um, okay. So. So he says, I had to help somebody and I think I did. So what if there's like one kid who's just like an extremist like problem child? You know what I mean? He's just like the one that nobody can take. Sort of like um, Goodwill Hunting. Flag Smasher. Like oh. a Flag Smasher. No, <laughs> like uh, like a Goodwill Hunting scenario. He's like the one kid that that none of the other Sixth Sense psychologists can can deal with. Right. So here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking. This kid, who is obviously still played by Haley Joel Osment, because right. he needs all the because because he needs work. Well, just like just like we age Robert De Niro down for um, the Irishman, we can age this man yeah. down a good yeah. six inches in fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. So I think that uh, Haley Joel Osment plays this incredibly powerful child who. The government has contacted Malcolm and was like, take care of this kid. He's way too powerful. Right. Uh, Malcolm says, okay, Colton, you seem shooketh at something. What's going on? Derek, you're going to, you're going to lose, you're going to lose your mind. Am I? That's a hefty promise. You are going to lose your mind. I just looked up IMDB for Mr. One Haley Joel Osment. Uh Uh-huh. He voiced Sora in the newest Kingdom Hearts. He voices Sora throughout the entire Kingdom Hearts franchise. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. Derek, just go ahead and lose your mind real quick. Could you do that for us? What? <laughs> Can you please? What? What? Thanks. Y'all mind if I lose my mind real quick? Okay. Well, never mind. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. I just thought you would. Never mind. No, no, no. I appreciate you thinking I, of me. I also don't know in what world you wouldn't know that information. Now that I'm that was really that was really patronizing of you, Colton, to think that Derek wouldn't know all minutia of Kingdom Hearts fandom. Right. So. As the re- so, I think that if we were to uh, do a video game plot, I want to see <laughs> if you guys can handle the plot. Of, can handle the plot of Kingdom Hearts. From what I understand about the Kingdom Hearts plot, it already has been stirred up. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is something that we like. We would have made. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is our brainchild that got sent back in the past from the future. <laughs> it's funny you say that because there is time travel in that game. Um, so back to anyways, our mess. Back to our plot. Kingdom Hearts. Here, okay. Here's a little. Here's a little Shyamalanian plot twist. Oh. He is the child. Watch your mouth, please. Yeah, I will. I will. Whenever I get my this. Uh, whenever I get this sentence out, 
He is the child of the president of the United States. Oh. oh. And the president doesn't want anybody to know. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, Malcolm tries to block Haley Joel Osment's power and finds out that he can't because Haley Joel Osment is also a user of the sixth sense and they can't block each other's powers out. Nice. Oh, okay. And so... Okay. Like, on the sly, he starts training him to be, like, his protege. The president thinks he's coming in just to, like, like work with his son, like, on a, on a one-on-one psychology level. But really right. what he's doing is teaching him how to shoot fireballs out of his fingertips. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a lot about West Wing security, but I have to it's, imagine they'd probably notice. I, I have to imagine that, like, this, they must suck if this is going on. <laughs> um, he is not just a user of the sixth sense. He is, he is the, the physical sense. manifestation of the sixth <laughs> sense. He is the sixth sense himself. And so... <laughs> it's truly not a phase. It is a lifestyle. <laughs> right. And so... So is the president, like, is he... I'm going to I'm gonna step into your world for a second. For, because you're, for sure. You're very proud of this creation. I know, and I feel like I'm talking too much. Y'all, y'all need to talk a little. No, bit. no, 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 no. You're doing fine. Hey, I'm so proud of you. Thank you for carrying the. I'll sure, take it. Great. I'll take it from here. Thank you. Um. So the president comes out and he just kills, like, just kills his son. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And then the Fast and Furious show up. All of them. All, all nine of them. And they race into the sun. Two brothers in a Mexican armada. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna do a tiny. Tiny little bit of world building. All right, let's do it. Haley Joel Osment is born. He is the he is the return of the sixth sense. Malcolm finds out about this, and he's like, "We we have we have to return you back into the ether so you can become the sixth. <laughs> so you can like rule like you can you, you can come back and uh, bring magic back into like you know you know bring magic back into the world. <laughs> we and have like, to sacrifice you atop the White House. <laughs> Sorry, buddy." <laughs> We have to take yeah. you to the Lincoln Memorial and cut you open. <laughs> we, have, we have to sacrifice you in the arms of Abraham Lincoln himself. <laughs> Your blood must spill down the marble steps <laughs> of the Capitol building. Sorry. Um, that's when January 6th happens. They were that's why everybody to, rioted. Is because they were trying to get the sixth sense. Um uh. So, uh, but but I like this. So, like, he he realizes during the training, okay, this kid has potential, and I think I suspect that he is the embodiment of the sixth sense. So he steals him and goes on the run. Yeah. So now the president, the U.S. president, the big bad, the U.S. president, and the FBI <laughs> are are coming after him. So shenanigans ensue. I don't want to come up with the entire plot of this movie. We have sure. to, we have to leave some things to the, the theater of the mind. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine how excruciating this would be if we did like a minute by minute beat by beat? <laughs> oh my God. Writer's room a, scenario. And then uh, white house interior. The daytime. curtains are blue because that's how the main character is feeling at the same, at this time. <laughs> um, so, we we end up uh i mean do we do you want to have it at like mount rushmore 
Oh, come <laughs> sure. on. Atop, atop Teddy Roosevelt's mustache. Yes. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Or, Nicholas Cage is in the background, but it's unrelated. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's what they have to do. They have to steal the Declaration of Independence and stab him with it. <laughs> the Declaration of Independence has a has has a ritual on the back of it. The, he, no, the, whenever whenever the Declaration of Independence has blood from the sixth sense on it, it reveals a map. <laughs> it reveals a map. Stupid. So stupid. <laughs> so dumb. Nicholas Cage was halfway right. It wasn't lemon juice. It was it was human blood. He didn't he didn't quite make it that far. Okay, or or what about this? They go on the run. The the president and his his cronies, <laughs> <laughs> aka aka the FBI. You know what? I'm not afraid to say it. The FBI is <laughs> the FBI uh, takes back Haley Joel Osment, and then Malcolm has to go to the White House. And try to and try to take back Haley. in a final climactic battle. Yes, he has yes. to fight his way Olympus has fallen style through the White House. <laughs> yep, he is stopped and at the front door. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he is shot on sight <laughs> before he even makes it in. But he's on. He's on the. What is isn't like the front lawn of the White House called like the yeah? Rotunda. He just like, bull rushes the gate and gets tased immediately. <laughs> <Just> immediately, <laughs> uh, an anti ballistic missile just <laughs> just destroys him. Um, so he he like sneaks his way into the White House. He's like trying to take Haley Joel Osment back. The president is like, no, I won't let you do it. And uh, he's like, Haley, come on, or you know whatever is the kid's name is. And then he gets shot. Right, and that unlocks Haley Joel Osment's dormant uh six dormant abilities yeah and you start seeing him like pulsate and glow white and you know the world is kind of coming to an end not coming not the world coming to an end it's like a chronicle like the end of chronicle situation yeah right and so like Malcolm is like he's having an out-of-body experience he's like seeing himself where he goes back to his wife and he's like I I had to help somebody I love you you were never second and it's like you know it's like pulsing 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 and then fades to white as Haley Joel Osment (laughs) becomes the sixth sense once again and singing Huh. And we'll that ex- was the that was the very real plot of the Sixth Sense. <laughs> we will accept our Oscar um, when it is ready. That took a lot out of me. That one was a tough one. That we I could I could tell that. Thank one was... you, Mr. Shamalama Ding Dong, for this beautiful work of art. <laughs> God. What's what's this movie actually about? Does anybody what, know? Like, okay, no, like. No kidding. What is this movie actually about? I know. Right, hold on. So, I know Haley. I know Haley Joel Osment can see ghosts. Yes. So I'm gonna read the. I'm gonna read the Wikipedia description. Oh, um, guys, we haven't done one of these in such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Young Cole Sear is haunted by a dark secret. He is visited by ghosts. Cole is frightened by visitations from those with unresolved problems who appear from the shadows. He is too afraid to tell anybody about his anguish, except child psychologist Dr. Malcolm Crow. So it's basically. Uh, the movie starts off with Bruce Willis, Dr. Crow, being shot by an old schizophrenic patient of his. Mm. I, I'm going to have to like work backwards, but but basically, he's a child psychologist who gets uh, called to, to help this kid who can see ghosts, quote unquote. But mm-hmm. what you don't realize the whole time is Bruce Willis is actually a ghost that he, the child can see, and he's helping mm. him cope with these problems and while these... while also like working on the issues within himself that's like keeping him bound to earth exactly and so mm. once he once he works all those out with this kid basically um he can lay his head to rest and go to heaven 
Okay. Interesting. Yeah, like I this is an interesting movie. I feel like this is almost like a pillar of like 90s movies and I just like have never yeah. I mean I, it is it is like the quintessential Shyamalan twist. Yeah. Yeah. I was like I was kind of thinking about M. Night Shyamalan's career just because of this movie. And there are still like this movie was re- when was this movie released? 99. This movie is 22 years old. There are still people that will get mad if you spoil the ending of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. this movie has been out for decades, and there are yeah. people that like still will be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you spoiled the ending to Sixth Sense." Yeah, and I I do think this movie like does a really good job of not letting of keeping you in suspense about what's actually happening. Right, and it's like M Night Shyamalan did such a good job with this kind of storytelling, and then just. All of it just went to crap. Yeah. I mean, I will I will say, like, I think the early 2000s, that sort of, like, turn of the century era was his. Like, Signs, Lady in the Water, The Village. Yeah. You can debate how the quality of those movies. But I think, like, he was a box office hit come yeah. the early 2000s, I for think, sure. I, I truly think that Signs was, in that era, his last, like, good movie. Yep, because well, after like, that, we got The Last Airbender. After mm. Earth, <laughs> Split. I mean, Split was Split was a great movie. Split, I was okay. say, Split is a good movie, but sandwiched in between Unbreakable and Glass, right? It's so here. Okay, here's the thing. The Visit was one of my favorite movies of 2015. I was like surprisingly oh, funny. By the way, it was yeah. a great movie. I was like, oh man, like M Night Shyamalan's back, and he got, like Stella got her groove back, and so he decided he was going to make this movie, and it and it went really well. And then he came out with Split. And Split was like, oh man, I was like, I was obsessed with Split there for a second. And I was like, oh, M. Night Shyamalan is back. And then Glass happened. Yeah. (laughs) Which was a movie. It's a really cool concept. It's just not like, because Unbreakable was a slow burn. Like well, it, it was it was like if all if all the original Avengers movies were like stellar peak of the game and then avengers just sucked it was yeah. just like the worst movie yeah. <laughs> like the one you can't have be bad exactly is <laughs> very bad yeah. um glass to me was just boring yeah and it I, suffered from that same thing that i kind of critiqued the return of the king for and it ended like three or four different times <laughs> i was like there are there are three or four different points in in the movie glass where i'm like this movie could end right here or like, like this movie should end right here fair criticism i and the again beginning i think <laughs> <laughs> i think no. Shyamalan like was just so excited about this idea he had in his brain yeah and never thought should I make this movie? (laughs) And Split was also great as a standalone movie. I think they just tried, I'm sure it was some producer's wet dream, but (laughs) they they tried to build a minor cinematic universe and that train should have never left the station. Sure. It's like the the monster verse that has not seen the light of day, really. Oh, the dark dark universe. You're right. With like with like the mummy, like Tom Cruise is the mummy and like Dracula untold. Yeah. God. Remember when that was like that was gonna be like their thing. All right. We have talked at this point, ad ad nauseum about uh, y'all didn't y'all didn't come to hear us talk. Y'all no, came to, no, no. Y'all came to hear us make funnies. We you came here to make to hear us make ha ha's. 
Uh, so let's keep doing that because I don't really think that plot had a ton of ha-has in it. <laughs> um, well, I can almost promise some ha-has with our next uh, little segment. And Colton, what uh, what would that what would that next segment be? Um, let's see. Let me check my notes here. You know what? I just checked. I actually just checked my notes, and it says right here uh, in the podcast. I'm done. <laughs> it says quit while you're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check my notes. All it just says is bananas. <laughs> uh, that next segment, Derek, is called a shaken not stirred. Uh, welcome to Shake and Not Stirred, part of a podcast where we take a random movie, a uh, popular movie or popular TV show, um, and we pair it with a random movie genre. Um, we create a whole different movie, um, and it's just a fun, good, good, goofy time. Brand new. You've never seen it. Never, never seen, seen Never before, before seen. If somebody tells you they've seen one of these movies, they're a they're dang liar. <laughs> or they're high on crack. <laughs> if someone tells you they've seen Die Hard as a musical, they are lying. They are lying. <laughs> or they've watched Bob's Burgers. <laughs> um, our first movie that we have on the docket is Scarface. Oh, okay. God. I hate Scarface. I hate Scarface. Speaking of high on crack. Oh, interesting. Scarface as a war film. Okay. The war on drugs. No. <laughs> we we have we have another war on drugs movie. Um it, so you know how that, there's that movie Jarhead? Right. This is in the Jarhead's <laughs> The only thing they have in common seems to be two syllables to their yeah. name. <laughs> yes. So, and like something with like the head anatomy. Something with the head area. Um yeah. so Scarface is he is a young, uh, he's a young soldier in World War II, because it can't be a, it can't be a modern war. Those aren't fun anymore. <laughs> we're tired. We're tired this of modern warfare. Let's let's take it back a few years. Okay, now are we talking? Are we gonna uh, d- speaking like? Do we want to do World War II? Let's or do we want to do like <laughs> Vietnam? Well, there's there's enough political controversy as is. Let's stick to the golden days of World War II. <laughs> mm, okay. So Scarface is uh, a young a young soldier that has just enlisted in the army to help out the Allied powers. What if, what if he and his friends? So you know, you know how the Nazis hoard like paintings people? and Hitler, yeah, and people <laughs> and people. <laughs> Hitler was like going after paintings and like artifacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They stumble upon the Nazi, the grand Nazi stash of cocaine. <laughs> Uh-huh. And become drug runners. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they're, they they're like this drug makes us so much powerful. So much more. So much more, more powerful. This drug makes us so much powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, we didn't. We did not win World War II with patriotism. No. It was cocaine, baby. Yeah. You think that it, you think that it was uh, a super soldier serum that made Captain America? No. No. Nope. No, no. No. It was that good old cocaine. As we have stated before, he was coked out. <laughs> yes. Funnily enough, I kind of like that idea it's like what if they find this like stash of cocaine and or this like huge like horde of drugs right and they're holding it over the head of the nazis and being like we're gonna like 
burn all of this to the ground. <laughs> We're going to burn your crack if you don't surrender. <laughs> <laughs> but then they quickly realize if they just take it, they can flip panzers with the sheer force of the <laughs> will. What if, what if they what if they steal the drugs and start selling the drugs? No, that's what I that's what I buy, mean. They become like drug runners for the allies to buy war bonds. And they yeah, they buy war bonds. They they use the money they make from the drugs to bolster Bolster the, the the allied armies, and this is how we win World War II. <laughs> this and then and at the very beginning of the movie, based on a true story, <laughs> inspired by true events. There were people fighting in World War II. You can't tell me there that, weren't. You can't tell me I'm lying. <laughs> they tried to warn us about the military-industrial complex. They should have warned us about this guy. Yeah, the Geneva Convention. I'm pretty sure has something to say about this. All right, y'all. That was so stupid. Yeah, give us another. <laughs> these are gonna be oh, un- these are gonna be unhinged. I can already tell. Yeah, these are these are already. Uh, we got Pinocchio. <laughs> that's so funny. Pinocchio is a mystery movie. Oh, that's kind of cool. He just, Pinocchio like, is the worst at maintaining a mystery. <laughs> no, he's a he's a detective. He's the best detective in the world because he walks into the scene of a crime. Looks at the suspects and go, did Daryl do it? Daryl committed the murder. His nose grows. All right, it's not you. Bill committed the murder. (laughs) Ah, it was him. (laughs) So there have been a string of abductions and murders. And the murder victims have been. This got an extremely true crime podcast all of a sudden. Let's bring the lights down. the, The murder victims, when they are found all have their noses cut off no 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 (laughs) just their noses just their noses. when they find the murder victims they have all been sewn together with pieces of a donkey (laughs) what (laughs) like the ears on on like trickster's island or whatever oh man they they like they like become a they like become they can do whatever they want to but like when they're on the island they begin they become donkeys (laughs) so yeah He's tired. He's tired of of all the people who've lied to him in his life. So he's making asses out of everybody, and he's he's sewing <laughs> he's sewing donkey ears and tails to their body. And they they find out that it's like they were all uh, like criminals. This is like a saw situation. Oh, mm. or like a, like Dexter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's up to and it's up to Pinocchio to figure out who who is like doing this to people and he finds he finds the he finds the perpetrator in a theme park called Pleasure Island right um, <laughs> and he and his partner Jiminy Cricket have to go yeah, chase J- him down Jim- Jiminy Cricket Jimothan Crickinson the sequel to Bridgerton um, <laughs> his awful awful older cousin yeah. Crickerton they they find uh What's his name? Worthington Foulfellow? Sure. Jim- yeah. Timothy Bucklebottom. <laughs> Colton, Colton just decided we're moving on. He said, Colton we're done. Said, I'm done with this. We're done. <laughs> um, in the same vein, the rescuers. <laughs> God. The Rescuers as a parody movie. <laughs> what if it's like? Uh, what if it's like an insight? 
like what if it's like a a, a parody of like firefighters and policemen like sure. rescuing sure <laughs> the rescuers isn't like it's a it's a parody of like um the show's 911 and like Chicago Fire and like those are already parodies of this. <laughs> but it happens uh, in uh in Devil's Bayou down in Louisiana <laughs> so it's more like swamp people meets Firefighters. So we meet this uh, eclectic cast of Cajuns who are determined. <laughs> not an eclectic cast of Cajuns. Oh, John A. Bear was he was making moonshine out in the John forest. John A. Bear, <laughs> the most C- it, it, that is probably the second most Cajun name besides like Boudreaux. Yeah. <laughs> he was making moonshine out in the woods and it caught fire. We got to go. Uh, we gotta go rescue him. Except gotcha. it is it's all in Creole. So it's literally just <laughs> I'm imagining a very trailer park boys vibe to this. <laughs> By daytime they rescue. By nighttime they wrestle gators. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Colton. Wow. Each week is just well it just, just outdoes the rest does the rest yeah of them. it's like an awful awful advent calendar you, <laughs> you open up the door and you never know what terrible thing might be lurking behind it and and now uh we go to real talk where luckily there's nothing real to talk about so we're just gonna we're just gonna give you some quick suggestions of stuff that we've watched this week and if you should watch them or not i have th- i have two very quick things to bring up and then one thing i'm going to actually suggest to people okay mm. first one i finished invincible today oh i haven't finished it yet. the most brutal ending of a first season I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I found myself getting very emotional in some points. Uh, it's, it kind of, it kind of took a lot out of me. Great show. Very, I, it, it was, it was a little hard for me to get on board the first couple episodes, but I, you know, I, I finally caught on and I get why everyone was freaking out about it. The second thing, the circle on Netflix. Is, I started watching. Is that the one with Tom Hanks and Emma Watson? No. I was That's like, the not the not not the movie, oh, the, the show. I, I was like, this is this is a reality show. I know for they a bring fact it. you're not about to bring that trash to this table. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The circle, the circle is a show on is a reality show on Netflix where they bring in eight strangers who are all in separate hotel rooms essentially, and they don't meet each other. But they interact with each other through this like social media platform that Netflix has created called The Circle. Oh. And they can choose to be themselves or they can choose to catfish. And basically it is like the the definition of like a social media popularity game where the whole time they are trying to win and get everyone else in, in the house blocked so that they can win $100,000 at the Whoa. end of it. This sounds like the most toxic. It kind of is. But oh, it I, is the I'm, like. I'm interested. Don't get me wrong. Like No, no, no. It, it's the most like interesting sort of like social commentary on where we are with social media like as a society right yeah. and like like it, it's just it's bananas watch it watch it um and the thing the, my my main thing that i want to bring up my thing that i actually want to recommend i was going to recommend the circle to you but something i watched last night uh trumped everything oh i watched the movie Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> it is a Kristen Wiig movie. It is these two middle-aged women who go on vacation to a, a 
a little small beach town in Florida. Oh my god, is this based off their SNL characters? Mm, I maybe. I don't think it is. I think I, there might they might have done an SNL bit about this, but I don't think they did. Okay, I think gotcha. these are just original characters. Oh my god, I I this movie had me in tears. <laughs> That's actually good I, to hear because I, it's been a while since we've had like quality comedies. I feel like. I was crying laughing. Okay, I. You know my like wheezy sort of like high like high pitched like cackle that I like. This is the most absurd movie I've ever seen. Like it reminds me of like Airplane and The Naked Gun and oh, like all, all of like those old like absurdist comedies back like from back in the day. Like it, it almost feels like a Monty Python movie, but like I love it, that. That's so funny. Yeah, that it, might it, go it, on my list now. It this is and I like again, I'm prone to hyperbole. This is not. This is my favorite comedy movie I've ever seen. Wow. Oh, that's high praise too. I I I wish this movie would have come out in theaters. Yeah. I I I wanted to be in an audience with people watching this movie. I watched it with my friend and his wife. My friend didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> it was not his thing, <laughs> but my but me and his wife were like dying. I love movie. I love comedies with a 50-50 split. They're so much fun. <laughs> That's kind of how I am with Kristen Wiig. Like I'm like sometimes I'm like that was great, and then other times I'm like, Ugh. yeah. I, I guess I'll go ahead and say like this movie is not going to be for everyone, but like it's for me. <laughs> and if <laughs> Kristen's little gift to Derek, unfortunately, like. There are a lot of people that say that they respect my opinion on like comedy movies and like movies in general a lot, and then they're like, "So, if you if you are one of those incredibly stupid people, <laughs> <laughs> if you're one of those absolute fools, watch this movie because oh my god, it is so funny. Oh, it is man. so funny. Now, for people like me who just hate laughing and can't stand yeah. a ha ha, I only watch pure cinema." <laughs> Is this, this a Criterion it, collection or not? <laughs> I it should be. The <laughs> the Criterion collection is on drugs if they don't make this a part of the collection. <laughs> I considering uh, a couple of weeks ago I didn't know what the Criterion collection was. I don't think that we <laughs> and I don't think I'm the one to say that I only watch pure cinema. <laughs> every every once in a while I Colton discovers something about the movie world like a caveman discovering fire for the first time and <laughs> That's it literally how it truly feels, Truly brings me joy. That's literally it. Brady and I have been over here talking about the Criterion Collection since like 2015. And then Colton's like, hey guys, did you know that Macaulay Culkin and Brenda's song had a baby? Did you know there's a vault for old classic cinema? You guys ever heard of of Citizen Kane? Y'all ever seen this? (laughs) Um, I've I've got a few things I want to talk about. Uh, Number one, I was hoping I could suggest this movie, but I cannot. Uh, It's called I Care A Lot on um, Netflix. Mm, Yeah. Have you seen it, Derek? No, but I've heard a lot of podcasts uh, that I respect their opinions very, very heavily say how bad this movie was. Yep. Um, it had potential to be good. Like, the idea is so original, but it's super unsettling, and it is super grotesque. I, this is some extremist hyperbole right here. But imagine Promising Young Woman, but from the rapist perspective. Oh, like, God. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hard watch. It's not a good movie. Don't watch it. Mm. Second, uh, <laughs> Derek, you're gonna laugh because this is such a flip. I did watch the first episode of the Bad Batch. 
Um, can, can you? It's a spinoff show. It is a spinoff show. Absolutely nobody asked for, and it has no business being as good as it was. It's a spinoff show that if you did ask for it, I don't really like. I don't like. I don't I like you. you. <laughs> I think you may. I think you might like Star Wars a bit too much, and like that's okay. I just like. I don't like it as so, much as you. Do. So here's the thing. I agree. I completely agree. The first episode is bomb, man. It's great. If you like Clone Wars at all, like if you just if you were hoping to see some continuation at all there, uh it's it's great. It explores Order 66, like what happens from the clones perspective. Please, please tell me it's just nothing but the bad batch beating to death mercilessly a Jedi. <laughs> I yeah, the first scene is straight out of all, like Hard R, man. They really, they really push that rating. Yeah, Dave. Fil- oh, Dave Filoni man. says, "You guys want to see Jedi guts?" Yeah. <laughs> when Mister Bad Batch just takes his gun and just beats the Mr. Jedi's teeth in, it's Mr. crazy. Bad Batch. My, I my only thing though is like, okay, you know what? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the true Star Wars fans out there. I'm not talking to you right, two. That's fine. That's fine. I'm talking I, to the true believers. <laughs> Anyway, it's it's okay if you're an extremist dork like me, go watch it. It's fun. I'm definitely gonna go watch it. Like I'm like it's not even a question. I... Like... <sighs> come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... You're gonna watch the Bad Batch, aren't you? <laughs> you're gonna, you're watch gonna watch it, it aren't you? You nasty. Shut up. <laughs> Let me talk. God, I I was saying off mic how I am truly like wholly uninterested in this show. I considered the Bad Batch to be filler because mm. they were mm. they were a part of the filler the filler episodes for like the last four episodes of mm-hmm. the Clone Wars, and I was just, like, they announced that the Bad Batch show was happening literally the episode that they showed up in in Clone Wars. Yeah, I was like, so you've been planning this like from the beginning. But it's like I was like, but I was like, what if it's like, what if these characters did not go over well? Were you just gonna cancel the show? <laughs> yeah, I actually thought it was gonna be just like a, another filler spinoff. Um, but I just based off the first episode, I actually think this is Filoni's like next series. Like it's his bridge between Clone Wars and Rebels. And you know what? So. More power to him. <laughs> I. I man can do whatever he wants at this point. <laughs> I will more than likely wait until all of the episodes for this season are out. And then binge them because I don't want to wait week after week to watch the show. <laughs> That's I, I still haven't even finished um, Falcon Winter Soldier yet. Oh like, my gosh, God. Colton! Oh my God. Yeah. Colton. Uh, uh, lastly, this is just gonna be quick. Uh, Love Death Robots Volume Two comes out, and you should absolutely watch the first one if you haven't, because oh, yeah. it's the greatest science fiction volume to ever come into existence. Anyway, Colton, back to you. Yeah. Um, so. I've got a few things. Um, we finally, me and Brady watched um, Mugen Yu-Gi-Oh? Train. Is it, is it Yu-Gi-Oh? Is it Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> Demon, uh, Demon Slayer Yu-Gi-Oh Train. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, great so, movie. Um, literally, like, the animation is amazing in, in this movie. Um, also, if you're like me and you're not sure if this, and you, your most experience of anime is that it's not really canon with the movies, this is absolutely canon and you have to watch it if you're watching demon slayer um but just some amazing amazing animation amazing a really cool story i truly think Um, the last 30 minutes of that movie was the coolest thing i've ever seen in a theater (laughs) it was 
it felt good to be in a theater watching it. And believe me, um, I've seen King Kong, so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, um, I am further along in Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Brady, you need to hop on that train. There is a specific little mini arc that I almost want to like watch with you because okay, don't make it weird, dude. Jeez. No, I. I think it's gonna like hurt you deeply, and I just want to be there for you. <laughs> oh, I want to watch you suffer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, I'm gonna have a little podcast recommendation. Um, you guys should check out the Empty Bowl. Um, it's have you guys ever listened to it? The yes. serial, the serial podcast. Yes, yes. So it's Justin McElroy, and I am so sorry I'm missing out on his name. Um, I'm actually gonna look it up because he's he's very he's amazing oh, in this show. Is it um, is it supposed to be like an ASMR podcast? Uh, kind of, but it's all it's also just kind of them BSing about whatever. Um, Dan Guber. Okay. Um, so it's it's Justin McElroy, Dan Guber. It's Dan Guber. Found it. <laughs> Dan Guber is Isabella like, a, like <laughs> Dan Guber is literally like a. Sorry. Also, I might need to preface this. This is like milk and cereal, like. This is what they're reviewing. Oh, they're not reviewing murders. No, 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 no. <laughs> reviewing murders. You know, I really, th- I really thought Ted Bundy could have used a better form. I would form say on if you really like Justin McElroy's like brand of humor, this is definitely like on par for you. But I, I'm really enjoying it, and they're only like 20 minutes. Uh, minutes yeah, long, cereal. So. <laughs> what? Which I, favorite cereal re- is yours, Derek? I remember like. Remember how many times much like, Darius, I spent, get on board. Like, What's your favorite cereal right now? Cookie crisp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Derek's done. I'm bringing us home. <laughs> oh man. Well, you can find us on all the social medias, all of them. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, or you can email us at StirThePlot. IRL. Or you can reach out at StirThePlot at gmail.com with any uh, questions or concerns. It's basically just a filthy comment box for you to submit <laughs> whatever garbage you want. And if you want to help support the show, we do have a Patreon. Our Oscars episode is up there. It was a lot of fun. And we have a Redbubble if you want to grab some stickers or shirts. Uh, we do have merch. And thank you. Thank you so much to 11 Acorn Lane for the use of our theme song, Stay, Electro Swing Remix. We love you guys. Derek, bring us home. Give me that review. All righty. So this is a review from a person that goes by the name Zack Snyder Jr. Oh. Um, they gave this movie from 2019 half a star. Mm. And their review says, and I quote, didn't understand a single word. <laughs> what is it? 1917. Okay. <laughs> there was a lot of shooting, so it's well, fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, I'm going Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> How I wish it was Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Actually, boys, you were both wrong. Surprising. What? Me. What else is new? This was actually the 2019 Best Picture winner at the Oscars, Parasite. (laughs) 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 Further solidifying solidifying Bong Joon-ho's view that Americans hate reading. (laughs) My name's Ready Kick. My name's Derek Fultz. I'm Colton Hart. And if you see Sandra Bullock, embrace her. And unlock the sixth sense. Oh my no, God. do not. <laughs> do not unlock the sixth sense. And you know what the sixth sense is? 
love. <laughs>